Hello everybody. So I decided to do another um, episode of my series, Do You Think for Yourself? And in this one specifically, we're going to talk about censorship. Now, this book cover is actually like one of my earliest childhood memories um, that I, like back, like way back when I was really young. And I came across this book sitting in the living room and my mom suggested that I should read it. I actually didn't take her up on her offer at the time, although I wish I had now. But this is uh, Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451. Now, I still haven't read the book, but I recently watched a film adaption of it, and I think it did a really good job, particularly because it kind of updates the ideas presented in the book uh, for modern technology and modern thinking because it included things like social media. And I think that this book along with 1984 and Animal Farm and a lot of other previous you know works that were done to try to protect us from authoritarianism are becoming more and more important now. I was actually kind of surprised that that uh, this film adaption I was talking about was made in 2018 and it um, starred a lot of actually big actors. I really enjoyed it and I do suggest that you check it out. You can watch it on HBO Max or just find it you know, however you watch movies. But I want to discuss more importantly, the larger impact of whether or not you are actually thinking for yourself, as far as what information have you been exposed to? And rather, what information have you not been exposed to? And has anyone in your life played a role in preventing you from being exposed to certain ideas? or ensuring that you're exposed to certain ideas. So I'm gonna make this video that I am going to include some clips from the film. And as I've had problems with this in the past, what may end up happening is that I may have to make another version of it and upload it to BitChute, we'll see. But if for some reason um, that happens, you, go, you know, always check out my BitChute channel. But in the meantime, Regardless, there'll be a placeholder here telling people that they should go over there if that's what happens. So, first of all, I wanted to bring up something that's going on right now that I've talked about in some of my older videos. And I plan on including those videos, whether in the description of the BitChute version of this, or just in a couple of cards at the end of this on YouTube. But they have to do with the conversations going on about censorship and how people are now being conditioned to be comfortable with censorship. And that's exactly what happens in this dystopian future. People are convinced that censorship is good, that censorship makes them safe, that censorship, you know, prevents, you know, uh, bad ideas from getting into people's minds and causing trouble. Well, I think some of you may remember this meme that I created. Censoring social media to protect people from dangerous ideas in the name of public safety and national security. Um, this is obviously an image of Nazis burning books. And quite ironically, the left is being convinced that this would be good. We should, you know, get rid of any ideas that are dangerous. Um, we should never allow fascists or Nazis or white supremacists you know, terms that seem to just getting more and more vague and more and more malleable and nebulous so that you can literally apply them to pretty much anybody who doesn't agree with you. Um, you know, they should never be allowed to have a platform. They should never be allowed to speak. 
you know, they should not be allowed to sell their books. They should not be, you know, like the list goes on and on and on. Um, and ironically, Nazis in this picture were burning communist books, among other things. But, you know, it's important that people on the left in particular take a hard look at this right now because this is essentially the playbook that you're using if you're on board with this. And if that's the case, <laughs> if you're so hyper-concerned about Nazis, why would you want to ever do anything that they do? Oh, I know. It's because you're right. And the people who made these books or uh, host these talks or whatever it is you're trying to shut down, they're wrong. You know, that's pretty much always how it starts. So let's take a moment and watch some clips from this film. Deals are bad. They're dangerous. And they want chaos in your hearts and your minds. They want to make you unhappy. Eels try to upload graffiti to the Dark Nine before we can burn it. What should these young natives do, Master Trooper? Stay vivid on the Nine. If you see something, say something. Eels say we limit information. Lies. Master Trooper Montag, can you read any book you want on the Nine? Sir, any book, sir. Yuxi, show us some classics. The Bible. To the Lighthouse. And Moby Dick. This is all you need to know. Anything else will make you sick, crazy. And that's why we're here. To protect you and to keep you safe and happy. Understood? Yes, sir! Please rise. Happiness is truth. Freedom is choice. Self is strength. only okay now have any of you guys ever seen one of these bad things for real no! we burned almost every physical book in the country so by the time you guys grow up there won't be one book left he should probably raise his hands a little higher right I might miss Now, that was rather disturbing, right? You know, just kind of getting kids on board with the idea that censorship is, you know, this friendly protector that's there to keep them safe and, more importantly, sane. Um, you know, because anything short of following the dialogue of your authoritarian government is, you know, basically gaslighting. You know, so, anyway, let's uh, watch a little more. Do it. Let's see what they have to say. Before bots and the rise of automated writing, we had jobs for journalists. She'd spend weeks, sometimes months, investigating a story. And then she'd publish a series of articles, even thousands of words long, on physical paper and the Internet. Or the Nine today, which everyone was free to read. But nobody was reading anymore, or they were just glancing at the headlines generated by an algorithm. Thousands of words. Ugh. In your pathetic time, were people happy? No. There were so many millions of opinions that our country slid into the second civil war. Eight million dead. 
including my father. Your father must have been old enough to remember a time when firemen put fires out instead of starting them. Alright. Benjamin Franklin, the founder of our first fire department, gave us the right to burn. Those are lies. Ben Franklin did not do that. After the last of your generation dies, so will your words, your memories, and the burden of your fake past. So you notice how he cut it off immediately as soon as they just started discussing an algorithm that generated all of your news? Well, can we say social media? But um, he also uh, made reference that it was freedom of speech and you know freedom to disseminate information that led to the second civil war and you know death and chaos and destruction which is you know i mean it's valid that those things can happen but our current algorithms are actually creating that situation as has been revealed you know through multiple sources and you know in the end of the day we're now asking our government to protect ourselves from it you know, and I honestly think that we're kind of being lulled into being comfortable with that. And don't get me wrong, social media can do a lot of destructive things, but it also does a lot of positive things, like the fact that you can watch this video. And did you like that part at the end where he was talking about people, you know, um, and their fake past? That reminds me of a certain project, one that suggested that, you know, the American experiment was founded specifically to protect slavery, despite the fact that that's not historically accurate at all. We currently call that the 1619 Project, and it's being plugged into our school systems. There are plenty of reasons to hate slavery, but there seems to be something going on right now to try to demonize the United States as an entity itself. And if you look around enough, you will find, you know, plenty of examples of that. And the United States is not perfect. I know that's not what I'm saying, but they're trying to identify, you know, even just the quote unquote American values, as I've demonstrated in other videos, as elements of white oppression. So everything that we, you know, actually enjoy about American life is all actually evil, racist, white supremacist ideology even if those things can be just as equally enjoyed by anybody else who lives here. Now, in this next scene, um, you get to see what happens when a group of firemen, which is what they've renamed the um, fire service, <laughs> because now it's actually a group of people whose entire job is to go around and patrol the country looking for objectionable materials to destroy. Um, they come across basically a treasure trove of graffiti. They also changed the term graffiti to mean anything that's, you know, again, objectionable, um, to label it as, you know, something that's not actually speech that shouldn't be valued. That's why they call it graffiti. Kind of like Ibram X. Kendi calling anything that it doesn't agree with his ideology unfree speech that should be censored. We can just change the terms. But anyway, let's take a look. Do you want to know what's inside all these books? Insanity. The eels want to measure their place in the universe, so they turn to these novels about non-existent people. Or worse, philosophers. Look, here's Spinoza. One expert screaming down another expert's throat. We have free will. No, all of our actions are predetermined. Each one says the opposite. 
and a man comes away lost, feeling more bestial and lonely than before. Now, if you don't want a person unhappy, you don't give them two sides of a question to worry about. Just give them one. Better yet, none. Ah, see, Huck Finn and his nigger friend. The whites knew that you blacks were offended, so what did we do? We burned it. Oh, <laughs> and then native son came along and the whites didn't appreciate that one all that much, so they burned it too. Why didn't they like it? Henry Miller, Hemingway, the feminists don't approve. So into the flames they go. You see, we are not born equal, guy. So we must be made equal by the fire. And then we can be happy. So we burn. Well, let's clear all this filth out of here and Get the fire show started with, shall we? Kind of ironic that the last book he was holding on to there happened to be a copy of Mein Kampf, huh? These cautionary tales are not meant to be manuals. They're meant to be warnings. And for those of you on the left, that should also be something you should consider. 1984 and Animal Farm were cautionary tales written by a socialist to socialists to warn them that even in their socialist societies, the, you know, that authoritarianism can happen. And critical theory actually teaches that authoritarianism only arises out of the right, which is horseshit. But anyway, getting back to that scene, you're looking at cancel culture. You know, again, they justify the censorship in the name of protecting people from themselves, apparently. And... That then just, you know, you kind of head down a slippery slope, you know, after you've started the fire, where do you, where do you put it out? You know, eventually you just start deleting more and more things on the basis that you're trying to protect people. And then eventually you have created an authoritarian totalitarian scenario, whether it's capitalist or communist, this should never be acceptable to any thinking person, period. And you again have to ask yourself, do you think for yourself? How do you know that? Do you ever, you know, take the time perhaps to read material that others might consider objectionable or watch material that others might consider objectionable? Do you ever take the time perhaps to even consider the opposing viewpoint? Now that used to be kind of a dumb question. Everybody did that to some extent, but as things evolve in the direction that they are, that's not the route that people are taking. And just to be clear, if those of you who are my listeners who are on the right believe, well, that's just, you know, that's communism. That's what communism does. You know, right-leaning people never think like that. Well, let me take you back to around 2008 when uh, the Tea Party was being astroturfed and they were sending this guy out around the country to convince people to engage in virtual book burning. Now, you can actually find this on my old channel because I recorded it back then and I didn't want it to go away, so here it is. Um, we started in Sacramento. We're going to go on this. We're calling it the American Liberty Tour, where we go to 18 cities. 
We hold uh, presentations like this, educational seminars. We do blogger breakfast where we connect bloggers in the cities. And then we hold liberty rallies at night to get people fired up. Right? We just turn over cars, set them on fire. Um, <laughs> over 200 years ago, guys, a group of people just like you did something extraordinary. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. They were activists, just like you. I truly believe that. They were activists then. We are activists now. Make no distinction about it. So what do we do? We become digital activists. We identify the medium, we learn the medium, we manipulate the medium. It was printing presses then, it's the internet now. That's where we influence the hearts and minds of our fellow citizens. The Tea Party's got us running up the hills. American majority is trying to give you the tools, the muskets, right? So, here's what I do. I get on Amazon, I type in liberal books. I go through and I say one star, one star, one star. <laughs> the flip side is you need to go to a conservative, libertarian, whatever. Um, go to their products and give them five stars. Okay, so literally 80% of the books I, uh, I put, a, uh, put a star on, I don't read. So that's how it works, okay? There's places, oh, this is where your kids, I promise you, this is where your kids are getting information. Rotten Tomatoes, Flickster, those are places where you can rate movies, okay? So when you type in movies on healthcare or documentaries on healthcare, I don't want Sicko to come up, I don't want Michael Moore's to come up, so I always give it bad ratings. I spend about 30 minutes a day, just So that's guerrilla tactics. If there's a place to comment, a place to rate, Right? A place to share information, you have to do it. That's how you control the online dialogue. Give our ideals a fighting chance. Control the online dialogue. Does that sound familiar to you? And this guy, again, right-leaning, you know, was paid to go all around the country doing exactly this. To control the online dialogue. He was doing things to play around with the algorithm to be sure that college kids never discovered liberal books. So, it's important that we have a moment to think about this, but human beings cannot be trusted with this power. Period. If you're left-leaning or right-leaning, and you engage in this behavior, you're playing along with the same playbook as the people in this meme. Period. It's never acceptable. Human beings cannot be controlled with this power. And if your ideals are strong enough, if you've really thought things through, and if you really have people's best interest at heart, then you should be able to win the argument. Period. And if you can't, if you can't win the argument with anything short of forcing other people to listen to you or else, or just removing other options from the table, then you're just defending a religion at that point. It doesn't matter if you're right or left. It's bullshit. It's authoritarian. It's totalitarian. Whether you're left or right-leaning, it's never acceptable. This is why it was put, you know, in the First Amendment in the first place, because they lived in a time when people who were nobles, for example, could just order you to be silent. And it benefits both the right and the left equally that we do not allow this to take place. And that may mean that sometimes you might have to encounter some things that make you uncomfortable. So become better at debating your point of view and become better at using your brain because in addition to the fact that it's immoral to engage in censorship, in the end, it's not even really effective because the guys in this picture, they lost. So let me leave you with these thoughts. 
again, the whole point of this Do You Think For Yourself series is to try to educate people and to get them to question, do you think for yourself? So you're going to have to take responsibility for what information you are given. And that's going to include taking responsibility to ensure that your viewpoints are really strong and based upon having you basically reviewed all of the facts, all of the other points of view, and you still came to the right conclusion. And if you can't say that with confidence, are you really thinking for yourself? Thanks for listening. Oh, by the way, P.S. Leftists who've been asking me how I can, you know, use the V characters representative for my point of view. You can also go down here and look and see where he says, and where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have censors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and soliciting your submission. As soon as you put censorship on the table, you become my enemy. I will oppose you. Period. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. Share my stuff. And consider supporting me on Patreon, PayPal, or Subscribestar. Thanks again for tuning in to V-Radio.